You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. How are you going to guard against this? Well, first, you don't let bitterness take root. Ephesians says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Be angry and sin not. Deal with it. How do I deal with it? Don't hang out with bitter people. Proverbs 22, don't make friends with a hot-tempered man. Don't associate with one easily angered. You may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. Number three, take regular doses of the Word. Hebrews 4.12 says, the Word of God judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Pastor Danny continues his study on how bitterness takes root in our hearts. You'll hear how deeply it affected several people in the Bible. Saul's envy of David turned into bitterness and hatred for the rest of his life. Jonah had a big issue with God himself. He wanted the wrath of the Lord upon sinful Nineveh, but God forgave them instead. Now, if you find yourself angry or bitter about something, what do you do with it? Pastor Danny will teach you how to better deal with bitterness, not allowing it to cause destruction in your life. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of The Living Word. Let me give you one more. Issues with God. I'm sure you remember Jonah, don't you? Even if you never read it in the Bible, you know the story. God called him to go to Nineveh. He didn't like that too much. And he didn't go initially. He went as far away from the situation as he could to the the then known end of the world to Tarshish. God let him be swallowed by a big fish. He spent three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, spit him up on the shore. He changed his mind. He goes to Nineveh. Now, why doesn't he want to go to Nineveh? Because there is the dwelling place of your archest enemies. The Ninevites were bitter enemies of Israel, had done terrible things over the years to Israel. That's why Jonah didn't want to go. He didn't want to go and preach to them. Because he knew, he knew there was a chance they might repent and God might forgive them. Let me pick it up very quickly in Jonah chapter 3, verse 10. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. But Jonah, listen, was greatly displeased and became angry. Angry at who? Angry at God for forgiving them. Jonah didn't want God to forgive them. Jonah wanted the wrath of God upon them. He prayed to the Lord, Oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That's why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you're a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now take away my life, for it's better for me to die than to live. That's how upset he is about this thing. God asked him several times in the closing verses, do you have a right to be angry with me? Jeremiah, a great prophet, but he had some issues with God. He had the same issues with God that one of the greatest worship leaders in all the Bible had. That worship leader wrote a psalm. His name is Asaph, and here's what he writes in Psalm 73. Listen carefully. Psalm 73, verse 1 Surely God is good to Israel, 
to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They're free from the burdens common to man. They're not plagued by human ills. Verse 12, this is what the wicked are like, always carefree. They increase in wealth. Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure. In vain have I washed my hands in innocence. All day long I've been plagued. I've been punished every day. And then he says this, if I had said I will speak thus, I would have betrayed your children. In other words, if I'd have told everybody what I was really thinking about God, I wouldn't have said anything really good about him. I had a friend in college, and there was a group of us. We were close-knit. We did a lot of stuff together. And those of us who were close looked at this one fellow, and he was a youth major like I was. But, oh, man, so charismatic. You talk about a charismatic figure. He was funny. He's, we laughed forever at this guy. And we were, we were certain this guy was going to be the greatest youth worker in our generation. We, thought, we just knew hundreds and thousands of youth were going to come to Christ through him, and their lives are just going to be changed. I mean, we just, everybody knew it. The whole school, as a matter of fact, knew about this guy. Thought he's, a, he's going to be the greatest youth worker of our generation. After graduation, we lost touch with one another, and then a few years later, I was talking on the phone with one of these close friends when we had reconnected. And he said, did you hear about, and I'm not going to say his name. And I said, no, what? Well, he said, well, he married Lori. That was his high school and his college sweetheart. They went through all that together, and they ended up getting married. And uh, they had a child that was stillborn. And my friend said, Danny, he just turned away from God. Got totally bitter against God. This has been years ago. Last time I talked to this friend, as far as uh, we know, he's still. He's not a part of a church. He's not in any kind of ministry, as far as I know. Totally bitter against God. Well, look, come on now. Listen up at the last part of this. How are you going to guard against this? Well, first, you don't let bitterness take root. Ephesians says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Be angry and sin not. Deal with it. How do I deal with it? Don't hang out with bitter people. Proverbs 22, don't make friends with a hot-tempered man. Don't associate with one easily angered. You may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. Number three, take regular doses of the word. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I need verses like this regularly. Hey, say this with me. Come on, everybody say this with me, will you? You ready? If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. But love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. I need verses like that. That's not natural. James one twenty one says, humbly accept the word planted in you. Now, 
Here's the bottom line. Don't miss the grace of God. I'm not going to go back and read it, but the text, listen, in context, verses 18 to 21, what is that? The law. The law. And all the law does is scare you and make you condemned and you want to run because you fear. Judgment, judgment, judgment. But verses 22 to 27, the heavenly Jerusalem, thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel cries out vengeance, judgment. The blood of Jesus cries out grace, mercy. Here's what I wrote to myself. I'll pass it on to you. From the text, let the awe, oh God, how much you've forgiven me for. And every day your mercies for me are new every morning. And what you've planned for me, you've not only forgiven me, you've got a place, a city, paradise, that I'm going to live forever. There will be no more death, mourning, crying, or pain. I'm going to have a new body. I don't deserve any of that. None of us do. And so let the awe of all he's done for us encourage us to treat others the way he treats us. Now, last but not least, don't lose me here. Don't lose the Lord here. Matthew 18, 21 to 35. I, I wouldn't read it, but I'm just going to tell you this. Jesus tells a parable. Guy owes his master more than he could ever repay. He begs his master, begs his master. His master forgives him the debt completely. And then he goes out and one of his servants that owes him a minuscule compared to what he owed his master. Minuscule. And that servant says to him the same thing he said to his master. Oh, please, please, please. And he begs for mercy. But instead, the guy grabs him by the throat and begins to choke him. He says, no, you pay me back what you owe me. This gets reported back to his master who had forgiven him. And his master says, you, you wicked servant. And he throws him into prison, brings the magistrates, throws him into prison. And he says, that's where you'll stay until you learn. That's where you'll stay. And then Jesus ends and says, so will your heavenly father treat you unless you forgive your brother from the heart. Don't miss the grace of God. The book of Hebrews encourages its readers to discontinue their reliance on the law, the old way of living. Jesus came to fulfill not only the prophecies of a Savior, but also the law itself. He perfectly lived out every word of it, never wavering, and always showing love and kindness. Jesus then became the sacrificial lamb, the one who would die in your place, so you wouldn't need to face the punishment your sins deserve. His blood paid the price. All you need to do is accept it. Are you ready to take this step of faith? Jesus is ready and waiting for you to step away from your old life, with loving arms wide open. If you're making a decision for your Savior today, please let us know. We want to pray for you and be available to answer any questions you might have. Please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. 
That's info at ccfstpete.church. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word with us. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Join our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for more from this study in the book of Hebrews right here on The Living Word. 